Hey friends and listeners, Scotty here from Abibalance. Before this episode gets going, we're going to play a new song from the band Worthington's Law called Daytime Nightcap. So this episode, we sit down with Nick Worthington of Worthington's Law, and we have a blast and a lot of fun, and he's a nice guy, super fun to talk to, and please enjoy this new song and check out his band, they're great, and enjoy the show. Thanks everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Abivalence. I'm Scott. I'm Nick. And joining us today is another Nick from the band Worthington's Law. Dude, how's it going? Thanks for joining us today. Hey, what's up, dudes? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Our pleasure. So a little background, right? Nick, you're on the... What's your label? Is it it's West, not West, Westville? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Westville well, Records. Wellsville. Wellsville. Yeah, that's it. I can never remember. You've changed it so many times. I've only changed it once. That's I've a lot. Changing that's it. more enough. That's more I'm... than enough for me. So, yes, I'm in. <laughs> I, I'm on Wellsville Records. I'm in on the, in on the ground floor. Yes. <laughs> Can you talk about how you got the band together? Uh, how you guys came? Uh, to get in contact with Nick and his label? 
Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's, you know, it's two different stories, really. So um, I think the the getting in touch with Nick is actually um, kind of the easier story or the shorter story, which is just, I think I properly used the Ramones Corp label on my release and uh, and he saw it and liked it and reached out to me. Um, I We had just put out an EP um, in April called La Cosa Nova. And, um, you know, I kind of maybe misused the Ramones Core label because um, that's not really our sound per se, but I wanted to kind of communicate that we're pop punk of a different type. We're not like 2000s pop punk, you know, trying to, you know, we're not, we're not in the direction of like an emo band or something. We, we sound like something you might have grown up with if you're our age, which is like mm. in our 40s. Right. Um, so, uh, anyway, um, yeah. And so who we are and who I am and like how it kind of came to be. Um, so, uh, long story short, I guess, um, I, I was a punk kid in, in high school. Um, you know, like a lot of us, um, I just really connected with the music, uh, the first time I heard it. And then after my first show, I connected with the culture and, um, I started a band when I was 18. Uh, I, I couldn't play anything, but I, I convinced three other dudes to play around me and I could be the singer. And uh, I was in a band called The Benders for four years and, and we kind of sucked and it was just like a fun, you know, fun thing we did. And I just kind of thought that like part of my life was just kind of over with. And um, so for the last 18 years since then, uh, I've mostly been doing other kinds of like creative stuff, which has been um, writing and mostly improv comedy. Um, oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, so I kind of, kind of going all over the place because I, I get a little like when I'm talking about myself, I feel a little like self-conscious because um, I've done a lot of different things, but nothing Nothing to the success that actually I'm having right now with Worthington's Law. That's uh, awesome, man. Yeah. I, yeah. So, Nick, you know, you and I were like chatting over, uh, you know, Messenger the other day. And I was trying to say, like, I want to be an inspiration to people. So I'm 42 years old. Right. And um, I, I, I tried to do comedy for a while. I tried to do stand up improv. Uh, I was writing short stories. Um, I was just doing all sorts of stuff. And I was always kind of doing it with this like idea of like, this was going to be my ticket out of having a normal nine to five job. Like, sure. like the right person just needs to read my story or the right person. Need and the funny thing was like, I loved Kurt Vonnegut. I still do, but like I, I idolized him and like his whole thing was like, you need to practice art to grow your soul and not to make money. And I, I would like write that down as like to remind myself, but I'm like, no, but really, I, I just don't want to have a normal job. Like I want to be an artist and, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. and kind of pressure on everything I did. Like I just, I failed all the time. Um, or I would get close to succeeding and be like, Oh, you know what? I'm good. Oh, I, I don't need to do this. Uh, and so I, I went on to have a pretty like, normal career i work in um marketing and uh like doing like web builds and stuff like that cool. um but but um i've always had like you know other art artistic interests so anyway um in 2020 as you all know the pandemic hit um and i was freshly 40 years old so i starting to feel like my you know my midlife crisis coming on 
And uh, my old friend Dave, who had been in the Benders with me back in college, uh, sent me a punk song he had written. And uh, he was trying to like capture his feeling like uh, of the moment. And I was like, oh shit, man, I, I wanna I wanna write a song. Like that's what a great, <laughs> great time to do right now. And oh so, yeah. I I wrote a little song. Um and and so uh that was called Gaga for Maga. And uh I I contacted another like ex-bandmate to do the guitar track for me because I really don't play anything very well. Um and I can talk about that more later, but um <laughs> we just like uh stitched it together. I actually hired a guy from the UK that I found on YouTube to um master it. And uh, I put it on Spotify and um, the guy who is now my collaborator. So you all are Nick and Scotty. We're also Nick and Scotty. Um, oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah <laughs> there's, so. there's not a better, a better duo. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah our, our mutual friend, Vinny, a guy I knew from doing improv, um, shared my song with uh, Scotty. And Scotty was like, hey, uh, so Scotty, he's a local, um, well, he's been in bands uh, for years, but he's got a, a studio here uh, in, in North Carolina. And uh, Scotty's like, hey, if your friend ever wants to record something, like send him my way. And so I got in touch with Scotty and I was like, listen, dude, uh, I don't actually really play anything, uh, but <laughs> I, I've been writing these songs and um, I don't know if you would want to like play them for me uh and so we kind of like worked out a deal where he would play song play my songs and i would get to sing them and uh so we made a first ep over the course of like a year and we weren't really like closely collaborating because i think at that time it was really like he was just helping this guy like realize this like vanity project like you know, he's, he saw me for what I was this like 40 year old dude, like going through something, like trying to connect with like <laughs> something from my youth and like, right. So he helped me get out this like five song EP. And I, I thought I had scratched that itch. Um, but a friend of his who runs a label in uh, Saskatchewan called fixed frequency uh, was putting together a Christmas sampler and was like, at, you know, shaking the trees for, uh, contributions and um, Scotty asked me if I wanted to write a Christmas song and I did and I don't know what the difference was but suddenly I felt like I was like a really good songwriter all of a sudden like, uh, it was Jingle Bells yeah, not, yeah I don't know if y'all heard it I covered a lot so I'm getting really nice royalty checks from it. but that's actually, like, actually, I honestly haven't heard it yet. Uh, it's, called, it's called "I Don't Want to Be Santa." Oh, and, cool! Um, and so that that experience, like, it got it got picked up on a playlist. Uh, this like uh, like it was like indie Christmas playlist or something, and that just gave me like so much confidence that I was like, I want to, I just want to keep doing this. And so uh, I talked to Fixed Frequency again about releasing my next EP and uh, this one was La Cosa Nova, which, um, you know, I think is definitely a big step up and kind of more close to the sound that I think I, I really wanted, wanted to go for. And uh, yeah, uh, we loved it. Uh, it got reviewed in punk news um, and new noise uh, like premiered it. So all of that kind of like attention and stuff. I, I'm just at a point now where, and then, and then Nick, I hear from you and I'm um, sorry, I haven't let you like talk or interject yet, but. Oh no. 
That's fine. It's nice to have a guest who talks. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you have me trouble getting me to talk. <laughs> no, that's great. No, that's great. Ever. Um, I, I, <laughs> I did want to ask, though, um, yeah, before yeah, I forget, sure. uh, yeah, sure. the name Worthington's Law, what is what is that in reference to? So where did it where did it come from? It, it comes from Mr. Show. Do you all know that sketch show from the 90s? I've uh, heard of isn't it. Isn't that Bob Odenkirk and yes. oh, shit. Uh, what's the other guy? David Cross. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with it. Uh, yeah, so um, they had a sketch, and it's funny because I actually don't remember exactly what even the premise of the sketch was, but like he was talking about Worthington's law is this law that more money equals greater than. And so it's this like funny bit where David Cross is just ranting about like all these like great artists and great like philosophers and how they were like poor and therefore like not like you know a profession professional wrestlers and shit like that. Like so um I wrote I it's called Gaga for MAGA and um it's kind of just like about you know having a girlfriend who like goes gets into MAGA and what that might be like and it's fun it, it's satirical uh, <laughs> um and i so i was like oh yeah i have an angle here it's going to be like funny political um mm -hmm. yeah so worthington's law to me was like representative of that but then i ended up just i i, I that felt too contrived or something like it was just easier for me to write kind of about myself and my own experiences and so I, but i kept the name because it, it kind of sounds like a 90s punk band Sure, mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, I got a question. Uh, so you say you write the songs, um, but you don't play the instruments. So how do you go about that? Do you just kind of write the lyrics and make them fit to whatever the guys come up with? Or do you, you kind of have an idea of how you want it to sound and then you explain it to them and they, they take your advice from there? Or So how exactly does that work? Yeah, yeah. I um, Damn, I wish I actually had my iPad here. Um, so uh, it's actually cooler than that. Um, I this is this is what has really like unlocked this all for me. iPad uh, Garage Band has these virtual instruments on it, and sure. so I basically just set the key, and it will limit which chords I can play on a you know virtual electric guitar. Sure. Um, and so. I know enough about music. I so I I did like I played instruments. I played, I was in the band like in high school and stuff, and I, I took music theory. So like I knew I know a little bit about like songwriting and stuff. Sure. Um, so I I come up with I would say ninety five percent of like the arrangements and stuff. Um, but then Scotty will help me if I you know needs to like throw in like a minor key somewhere or like you know find a cool lead or something like that but sure um, sure but i give him pretty like fully baked demos um with just from midi instruments and uh the the downside of that is like i bought myself a guitar when i turned 40 and started practicing it but as soon as i realized i could write on my ipad i stopped practicing so uh, <laughs> yeah. well that's cool though. I was I was always curious about that because you said you write the song, so I I wasn't sure exactly how you did it. 
yeah yeah like it, it was just an amazing like thing to like find out i could do and then um i can just send the garage band files over to scotty and you know he can start using that like as a base he'll throw that into pro tools or something and um just start playing over it awesome and um you actually he, he you said he has uh his own studio yeah yeah so it's called the sandwich shop um it's in oxford north carolina which is about like 25 miles north of where i am in durham oh okay uh, yeah I know, and it's, I know the area you do yeah you spend much time down here i in north carolina no i went there for i, I want to say it was is that is there is there a college in durham durham Dur yeah we've got yeah we've got duke right here what's the what's the college duke duke duke, duke. i yeah. don't know if it was duke or UN, unc which is also well, right here. That's like right. Okay. Now. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I went to a wedding for my uncle and his and his uh his now husband in uh, in that area, and nice. uh, it was it was cool. Um, we had like we went to like a really cool like little art shop and that was like a little down the ways. It's a fun area. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I I really love it. Like, um, it's been so I I moved here back in um. 2005 originally and that's when i got into improv because this uh this guy had just actually opened up a theater here and we're in chapel hill and i did improv there for a couple of years and really got into it and felt like really confident about it and so i moved to new york um and did improv at uh well took classes at the upright citizens brigade theater up there amazing and, um that's where that's i awesome. met my yeah and so I, I actually met my wife up there in a class and um uh when new york just became kind of like too overwhelming to live in anymore um i was like yo uh north carolina is really nice and i know a lot of people there and like we could just plug into a life for ourselves and so uh we've been down here for like 11 years now and it's freaking awesome like yeah been doing improv and making punk rock and like yeah just really really good area for like create you know creative ambitions yeah for sure so you're uh, i guess i never knew that you're not originally from north carolina then no yeah so i'm i'm from the dc suburbs um oh, okay in Vir virginia yeah so I, I grew up going to scott ska shows mostly actually fuck um, yeah dude yeah. uh it's a shame hi <laughs> <laughs> well so i have to say i a lot of that 90s ska punk i i can't stand it anymore uh but but pie tasters were the first show i went to and that band still like means the world to me because they, they just introduced me to like the diy world and zines and you know kids with buttons on their jackets and shit and so yeah um so yeah and where where i grew up like fortunately the ska scene and the punk scene and the hardcore scene all kind of like melded a little bit and so yeah you didn't have to skank for like every band <laughs> you had a windmill for some do the lawnmower <laughs> oh god <laughs> that's cool though I, I i didn't know that yeah but um so you said you got into uh stand-up for a while yeah did you did you actually do like uh 
you know, were you actually like booked anywhere and did you actually do like shows and stuff? I think he's trying to ask, are you, were you funny? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, stand up is so hard. Um, I can you imagine. Know, you know, I, I, I wish I could give you a funny answer, but the truth is like, I felt so unconfident doing stand up. Like it was so just uncomfortable. Like, and I, I only did it like five times um a couple times here in north carolina like in front of a safe audience but then in new york and open mics uh in front of a bunch of other open micers who are just like writing in their own notebooks while you're on the stage and sure um it it was really shitty improv though like uh was i, I did improv for like 10 years and uh that was a totally different experience like that's just all about support and making each other look good. And, right. and sure, also, sure. there's a lot of, there's a lot of, a, a lot of crowd participation with improv than like stand up. Yeah. You, know, you can, you get the audience involved too. I'm sure it kind of like takes some, a lot of, some of the pressure off. Yeah. 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 So, so what, uh, what's like your, your favorite place to go around there in, in North Carolina? As far as like a improv or comedy related yeah. situation. Well, so uh, there's a theater called Metal Sum around here that actually, um, they, I think they just opened a new space. They were like, they had been renting out a space that ended up um, shutting down during the pandemic. But it's this uh, group of folks that I've known for like 10 or 15 years. And we all had been at this other theater um, but they kind of split off to, to do their own thing and uh, they base it here in Durham and it's, it's been really successful. Um, but we also have some good like music venues here. Uh, there's a place called Motorco uh, that's great to hang out at. They, they have a lot of stand-up comedy shows as well as like punk shows. Nice. Uh, so yeah, it's cool, man. Awesome. And you, you guys are going to eventually start playing shows too, right? Yeah. You were telling yeah. me? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so as long as, uh, you know, as long as we've been doing this, that's definitely been like a thought in my mind. But um, I think after La Cosa Nova came out, and it got kind of a really good reception. Uh, we were like, we got to do we got to do a live version of this. Um, and so it's been kind of a it's taken a while to get it up and running. Uh, we have a show definitely booked in November and we have one tentatively booked in September. Um, and we've only practiced maybe like three or four times over the course of like three or four months. Uh, but yeah, we've got a group of dudes together who are all like from other local bands. So it's almost going to be like, uh, you know, like a, I don't know, like not quite all-star band or whatever, but like, you know, just a bunch of, you know, local punk rockers uh, supporting uh, daddy doing his thing on stage. Supporting daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yes, 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 daddy. Like, <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't decided for sure if I'm going to wear like a like a button down and, and, and khakis on stage. But oh, I, you totally should. You just I, describe uh, my work attire. Thanks. Yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> I'm trying to like. My, my whole aesthetic with the band or with my, like, if you look at any of the artwork we've done, like the whole aesthetic I'm going for is basically like, uh, I'm a, there's a punk rocker who's been like forced into, you know, normal, like suburban life, which is a pretty, like, I guess, kind of a cliche, but, uh, 
but but it's all about dad's you know daddy's time to shine is one of my lyrics <laughs> so uh, i always remind i always remind everyone at band practice that that's why we're there it's daddy's time to shine <laughs> and so like yeah my like the cd we did with you is like it came from the cul-de-sac and uh i didn't even ask him to do this but my friend who did the artwork used me as the like the model for the um the dad like laser zapping the neighbors <laughs> uh, that was a, that's an awesome album cover oh my god yeah i'm so proud of it i, I yeah i can't wait to to get my greasy hands on it <laughs> it hasn't come yet uh no no it should be here by saturday though oh okay cool all right yeah, i've been keeping an eye on it. it it's coming all the way from the west coast so yeah yeah so um, uh is is your family uh supportive yeah yeah it's it's been really amazing um so well yeah so i've got i've got a wife and a uh just turned six-year-old son and um my wife's an artist too she's um she's a textile artist and a weaver um oh, cool. and, uh, nice yeah. Yeah, my, my wife's an art teacher hell yeah uh doing the lord's work and so <laughs> so yeah she she's an artist too so so she gets it um and, and kind of the difference between she and i is that she's been able to make a career out of her art um by by working in the textile industry i mean it's it's not always artistic but you know she's at least doing something like related to that for me i've always been this like twitchy dude who's just like one minute I want to make videos, one minute I want to do improv, one minute I want to, you know, do whatever. And so I just like have had a Boy, job. That... Sorry. Sorry. You and Nick have a lot of similarities there. Yeah, we do. We really <laughs> sorry, do. I, I had to say it. Hey, maybe it's in the I was name. just thinking the same thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think she's seen me like kind of struggle a lot with that. And honestly i know you know i probably like you expect me to be kind of like light on this i feel like i'm about to like get get kind of heavy i don't know if that's okay but oh um, yeah absolutely yeah so this um yeah just kind of back to my refrain like i want to be an inspiration to people i want to be an inspiration to my son uh i'm 42 and i'm like i'm doing something that is so fucking meaningful to me um and um and i have the support of of you nick I have yeah, the support of uh, Scotty Sandwich, my collaborator. Um, and because I have your support, his support, um, I have so much confidence that like I can keep doing this and just keep doing it. And I've never felt that way about anything I've ever done before because uh, it's been things that I've like tried to take on on my own and your own, you know, you're your own worst critic. And so oh, yeah. I've written two novels, but I could be fucked to, to edit them because I think they suck after I'm, you know, like I'm done with them or like, who's going to read this or novels are dead anyway, you know? Um, and so, yeah, my wife sees that there's been a real like change in my outlook and my attitude uh, since I've been doing Worthington's law. And um, I, yeah, I want to be a good example to my son, uh, you know, not to ever give up. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really grateful to have like a really cool uh, support system that is like, hey, you want to be a 42 year old making punk rock songs like that? We love that. Go for it. That's awesome, dude. 
and I'm glad that I'm glad that I could uh, have found you guys and help out in any way. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, working with someone like you and 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 with um, someone like Colin, who's the guy from Fixed Frequency, you know, it's just if anything, it gives me confidence. It means that there's somebody out there. Like, I'm not just making this for myself, like I thought I was. Um, you know, it's connecting with other people. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, and, yeah. Whew, that's just like meaningful as hell. Like, I just. Uh, I couldn't have expected that when I wrote Gaga for Maga. I was like, yeah. I was trying to make my like Facebook friends laugh. Um, right. And so, and so now I'm like, yeah, doing this and feeling like serious about it. And it's just, it's incredible. That's how we feel about our podcast. Like we didn't think anyone would give a shit and listen. Cause like we just, we just talk and yeah, it's like, it's, it's just like overwhelming. Like how many people like, Hey, I like your show. I'm like, what <laughs> you, you listen? What you yeah. heard? It? Like, yeah, that's crazy. So I guess yeah, it is so, crazy. It's cool, man. It's cool. That, like you do something that people enjoy listening to, such as your music and what we do. So it's it's a, it. I mean, I can see it's a cool, it's a cool feeling. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's great, cool. and I, and you know, Nick, and you, you're part of this, and and I guess you know you are now too, Scotty. Um, oh fuck. I, 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 <laughs> I feel like um, there's like this, like, I don't know. I, I don't know what to call it without sounding totally nerdy and or say, it. say it. There's like this like internet scene that like I wasn't really even that aware of. And you've helped me tap into it. Oh, dude, it's the most supportive scene you can be. Yeah. Aware of. We well, would talk about broken, that all the I'll time. I'll be a broken record when I say that people on the internet and our bubble want to see everyone fucking succeed. Yeah, like they all this like they all just want everyone to do well and like be supportive. And I said that every episode, and I said on this one, <laughs> <laughs> never it's fails. Opportunity. It's, oh, it's a great fucking feeling, man. It's it's an yeah. awesome community. I met it a lot of, a lot of my best friends on this community, so like I, I I'd be lost without it. Yeah, it's cool. It's awesome. So um, yeah, so I'm like. I'm still writing songs and like now I have this like community to think about and like, you know, other people I can start kind of thinking about and, um, you know, which is not to say quote unquote writing for other people, but like just knowing that like somebody could hear it, it makes me want to push a little harder to like make that quip a little funnier or like, you know, make that melody a little mm -hmm. more memorable. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm actually, uh, I wanted to talk about this a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to guide the conversation. No, no, no. no. We, we <laughs> want to hear about you, so go for it. Oh, all right. Let me get on my notes here. No, I, I don't have notes. Um, <laughs> hey, it's all right if you do. Ah, that's the improv. <laughs> uh, and scene. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm doing this thing right now. It's called uh, the 50-90 Challenge. And it's this like group of people on the internet that I, I found um, that every February they do it, uh, this thing called February album writing month. And you try to write 14 songs in 28 days. Um, and then October to, or July to October, you do 50 songs in 90 days. Um, so I did the February one and I wrote 14 songs and I was so proud of myself because up until then, like every song I had written for Worthington's Law felt like just so hard. Like I had to work really hard to like get it just right. And I 
was so precious and and having this like uh platform where it's like hey just like fart them out as fast as you can <laughs> um you know i did that and out of 14 uh we've recorded uh three of uh, yeah three of them i think including two on on the cd we did for you um and so i was like oh damn that's how i want to write songs now like at that like frantic pace um, and so in the months in between, I was like, all right, here we go. I'm just going to write songs like that every day, uh, without other, you know, without that community, I'm just going to do it. And, uh, I, I didn't do it. I wrote like one song over. Three months. <laughs> and so this thing just started July 4th. I've been on a little bit of a like stall for the last few days, but I've gotten 11 songs written so far. Nice. Uh, including actually so this is a good segue um this song we just released on Bandcamp yesterday so i'll, I'll send that to you uh so you can share with your listeners um it's called daytime nightcap so um so i'm in the middle of this like frantic like i'm just open to like ideas uh anything could be a song at this moment right now and so scotty my scotty text me because <laughs> I, I was going to be going to the studio on sunday and he was like, hey, man, uh, can I request an extra song for our session called Daytime Nightcap about how I have to drink in the daytime so I can get a good night's sleep? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I said, yeah, of course. Um, and so uh, here's something I haven't really talked about. So, you know, I have a real job, but um, I work at home. And if I didn't work at home, I don't think Worthington's Law would exist or at least like not as much as it does. Uh, which is not to say, you know, in, in case the off chance one of my coworkers is listening, I, I actually do great at my job. But <laughs> because it's the nature of it is like, you know, if I'm not on a call or not sending emails, like I kind of don't have like stuff to do all the time. Right. I just bust out the iPad and like get back to writing. So so Scotty on Tuesday last week, I think, or Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday, I think was like, hey, daytime nightcap. I was like, got it. Uh, so Wednesday, I spent probably more work time than I should have working on it. But <laughs> I wrote it, um, sent it to him. He loved it. Uh, and here's how our process goes. I send him the GarageBand file. Um, he sends me back like what we call the, the pre-production, which would be he'll put down the initial like rhythm guitar and bass uh, with like a drum track using my demo vocals. Uh, just make sure, you know, it sounds good to me. And, uh, and then I'll record vocals at home. Uh, I've got a pretty decent microphone. I'm not, ironically, I'm not using it for the, our interview right now, but, um, I do all my vocals at home. So I, I recorded the vocals on Friday, sent it back to him. Sunday, we're in the studio. Um, we did three songs, including that one. And what that entails is so by the time Scotty and I get together, he's done like this pre-production. I've done the vocals. I do my own backing vocals and harmonies. Um, we then work on like any embellishments, like any like, you know, lead guitar stuff or like we added an organ to one of our songs. Um, and then we like just dick around a lot and smoke cigarettes and like just talk about music and watch YouTube. And um, it's 
you know, daddy's time to shine. Uh, <laughs> and spend like a great eight hours at the sandwich shop and go home with like three mastered songs. Um, oh, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that's that's that song. And uh, and we I, I played him some of my demos from this like songwriting thing I'm doing. And um, we're already talking about we want to try to put an LP together for next year. So sweet. That um, was my next question, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's just kind of like the logical next step. You know, the things are different these days, like, you know, with self-releasing and, you know, I, we can do whatever, but I, I do having grown up in a certain time with like a certain model of like what a punk band is like and how they release stuff. I, I kind of like how we're doing it right now. And so I, mm -hmm. the LP feels like natural right now, like, as opposed to that being the first thing I ever do. Sure. Right. Sure. Uh, oh, we that's have, awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what do you uh what do you watch on YouTube? Um well at home mostly it's uh it's like stuff with my kid, but um when you when Scotty and I were hanging out, uh mm -hmm. let's see, he, he likes to show me um he shows me clips of things that like maybe I just haven't caught or, or don't watch myself. Like he loves Letter Kenny a lot. Oh my god, that's just ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> he's he's like really into a lot of comedy TV and okay. Ironically, even though I like try to make comedy content, I don't actually consume a lot of it. Okay. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know. I just try to. I don't know. I just. Right. I don't. And so he like he has to show me like what's funny and what's good. That's uh, cool. Yeah, and also just yeah, random stuff like animals uh, uh, <laughs> exacting their revenge against people who are like pushing them too far. Sure. <laughs> sure. Those are always good. Uh, yeah. You can't lose with animals. Yeah. I mean, uh, speaking of YouTube, I've been watching a hell of a lot of Markiplier lately. Oh, really? I don't care what anybody says. I'm a fan. So <laughs> he's like the only gamer that I actually watch. I don't know, man. Game Grumps is better. I still haven't checked them out. You know, you They're mentioned them games. like forever ago. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we got off topic. Uh, we got talking about like they, they were talking about Mr. Show today on a bit. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, they're talking about a skit where it was called the, was it like, it was like a musical called like the rap show, but it had nothing to do with rapping. It was like, they were dressed up in like 18th century, like clothes, like singing, but like not actually rapping in it. It was pretty fun. I have, I have to look it up. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. really funny. Yeah. Rap, it was like rap the musical or something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Game Grumps is like my favorite YouTube channel. Those guys are—I saw them live in Chicago, and they're—they're they're fucking hilarious. Nice. Hey, yeah, speaking of you, oh, yeah. go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, speaking of YouTube, um, you guys have a music video on there. I wanted to ask about that, uh, how that came together, and you know, the process of making the video because it's really—it's a really funny, cool video. Nice. Yeah, are you talking about La Cosa Nova or? yeah that one uh so yeah we actually because we have a few up there um so besides improv like videos the thing that i did the most in those in those like non being in a band years and um but when it came to like our band i felt like i was like putting so much into the music that like i didn't really have a lot of energy for making videos um so 
Well, that one in that one in particular, I did make. <laughs> so never mind what I just said. But <laughs> there are two other videos on there that uh, I would argue are actually of higher quality um, that I got an Italian film crew uh, to do for me. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of going all over the place here because there's actually yet another video that I wanted to talk about. But um, so, so, all right. When I recorded, um, when when I first hooked up with Scotty, uh, he just saw me as an opportunity to make money. Uh, so he said, <laughs> hey, I know somebody who's putting together a um, MU330 comp. I hear you like Ska, kid. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> MU330, they were like my favorite. And he's like, you want to be on an MU330 comp, huh? huh? I'll, uh, I'll play for you. Uh, you, you know, it only costs you this much. And uh, so um, your soul. Yeah. And so, uh, so that, that was actually like our first project together was this ME 330 thing. Um, That's fun. And, and it, but so I paid him for that, but I was sneaky and I said, Hey, I have a 30 second song that I just wrote with my brand new guitar. Um, can I show it to you? And maybe we can record that too. And so uh, he was like, oh, okay. And it was this thing I called Spousage, um, which is this 30 second song. It just says, uh, well, I won't spoil it. Cause it's basically a joke. It's a setup and a punchline, but um, it is like the most jokey song we have, but it's also the most hardcore song we have, um, but it's called Spousage. And it's just about, uh, well, the chorus says, don't talk to me when I'm in the other room. And uh, so I got my friend Vinny to come over and to play like the like the put upon punk rock dad um, uh, getting talked to from other rooms in the house. Um, and I made that one myself and it turned out pretty great because it was like it was simple. It was just like a 30 second thing. And I I just saw it in my head. And so it was just really easy to do. Um, but then once we had more songs and we had this EP, I just, I, I forget if like, maybe my work was like ramping up more too, but for whatever reason, I just, I didn't think I could do videos anymore. And, um, I went on Fiverr and I just, I found these like college students in Italy who just had a really neat aesthetic. And I was like, I have a feeling they'll get what I'm going for if I like tell them. And they were, they were super cheap. Like they didn't understand what you're supposed to charge for video video is really labor intensive and they're like twenty dollars i'm like no 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 oh, shit. Give me more than that i no not twenty dollars um twenty two dollars and so i got them to do this one uh i did a, a song called going on a walk uh which is about going on a walk which is really important <laughs> as a dad um and uh then that turned out well. So I had them do my Christmas video. Um, I don't want to be Santa. Um, and then so La Cosa Nova was coming around. And I was like, so Scotty, um, my Scotty, <laughs> um, like <laughs> he, he knows a couple of people uh, who like write for, well, like Punk News, for instance, and like New Noise. And so he, he was going to help out with like some PR stuff. And he was like, dude, I think if you have a video, it'll help. So I went back to my friends and they were like, oh, we're so busy. Like, we're sorry. And like, you know, two of the people don't work with us anymore and I, we can't help you. So I went on Fiverr and found 
I got I got ripped off basically, but I found someone who's like, oh, I'll do this like uh, animated lyrics video, and his reel looked really impressive. And mm -hmm. so I sent him a sample video of. Uh, did you all see um, a Wilhelm scream? They had uh, this like lyrics video for B one to no one, and I was like something like this, like, and he's like, oh yeah, I got this. And like, I didn't hear from him for three weeks. And then he's like, okay, I'm all done with your video. And he gives me this thing that just like, looks like fucking like clip art, just horrible. Just like, <laughs> oh like, man, so like generic. One like one of those like little flip books. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it had like nothing to do with my song. That's a fucking bummer. I know. And I was like, fuck, I have to bury this and I need a video. So I came up with an idea to do a, um, a video for my our, our first single called uh, "Son of a Teacher," where I did all like emojis in in addition to the lyrics, and so um, I used just basically like PowerPoint, and I put together like slides that had like each lyric with like a emoji representation of it. Um, so I made that like super quickly, and I was like, "This is better than that stupid Fiverr thing I did." So this is going to be our video, but I still wanted to have like a video with me in it or with our band in it. So we had just started practicing and I, um, I had happened to just record a practice, not even with the intention of using it for a video. And so I was like, uh, I think if everyone's cool with this, I'm going to make this into a video. So I had, um, two different angles of us practicing that song. And I, during work one day, um, set up a green screen in my office, as one does. And uh, in between calls, uh, shot little bits for this video with a little like space helmet on and all that stuff. And, yeah. and uh, edited it together. And um, so, yeah, that one was like, it's funny because like I, when, I'm, when I'm under a lot of pressure, I can just get it done. But like when there's no like constraints, like, I, Oh, I don't have the time or the energy. I don't want to be fucked to do this. Like, so that's kind of like going back to like why I'm doing this like 50, 90 thing. Like I, I need the pressure of like, it needs to be done right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Push yourself to, you know, yeah, definitely to, to do it. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just gonna look at it like, oh, oh shit, what melody is this? What what screeching weasel song did I just rip off? Shit, oh, <laughs> like oh, this lyric is stupid. Like, um, so yeah, when you're like in a rush, you can't really like criticize yourself as much. Right. True. That makes sense. So did you go to school for improv? No, uh, I did I actually studied video in school, but um, when I moved down here the first time, I had been doing like community theater in the town in Virginia where I lived. And that's fun. So, yeah. So I was like looking for something like that and I found improv instead. And at first I was like, uh, I don't know, that sounds kind of cheesy, but I went to a show and uh, it was like right at the beginning of when improv was like becoming kind of a cool thing. Um, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, I was like, Whoa, this is more like Saturday night, night live than like whose line is it anyway? Um, and so I just, I got really excited by it and just the spontaneity of it. It felt really punk to me actually just like getting, oh, really? just, yeah, just like just being, you know, just really, you have to go up there with like the utmost confidence and just like speak truth all the time. And, um, you know, mind that for the comedy, but uh, 
but there's something about the approach of it where you have to be just aggressive and like kind of fast and but also kind of not thinking too oh, yeah you gotta like think on your feet without thinking on your feet yeah exactly. <laughs> and my uncle did improv in uh, louisville for the longest time nice um, when i think when he was like just he was out of college he was working on the news station out there and would do an improv just for fun yeah, man, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's funny. Like I, I was doing it in my twenties, and at that time, like it, it definitely was like my whole world, and like mm -hmm. like the whole. It, you know, it's almost like a you know like a punk scene or something. Like you just go to shows and like watch each other's shows and hang out with other people who do shows and stuff. And so it it, it was a really cool like thing to have found at the time that I found it. Like. I, yeah, I wasn't in a band or anything. I didn't, you know, I wasn't really sure, like, what <laughs> I really have. I don't even think I had a job yet. Like, I just moved to right. China and I was just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm doing improv and these people are weird in the same way I'm weird. And, <laughs> um, yeah, she missed yeah. me. Best friends doing that too, which is probably cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm, I'm back. Sorry about that. No worries. No problem. It's uh, I can't do one episode without something happening. Like literally a couple weeks ago, uh, the kitchen was on fire while I was recording <laughs> a fucking episode. <laughs> I had I think we ended up having to cut that episode short because I had to go put out a fire. So. <laughs> yeah, we did. And just ended with like the sound of sirens. Yeah, we ended it with we ended with it going. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I I literally can't do one episode without some kind of interruption. So I I apologize. Uh, Thank God I emptied edit these. Um, and hey, if it's I this I don't know if this is a, a weird thing to ask, but like um, so I was thinking like, I, you know, we don't play shows right now. I don't really like being on your podcast right now is like a chance for me to reach new listeners. Obviously, um, yeah. And I wondered if I could just like just like talk a little bit about like what i'm trying to do with my oh music. no absolutely you, no if you want to plug that's fine uh, we it's not, well it's not even the plugs it's not i'm not even pointing out specific things just like i okay. want to talk about like because like it, i don't know if like you would have played a song by at this point or something but like it would just, be right at the beginning of the of oh the okay okay so yeah, yeah, some, yeah. Frame, some frame of reference okay. yeah because i i do my own intro where i where i say you know um, on this episode, we sit down with Nick from Worthy's Law. I had a great time. And then, like, here's a new song from them. I do the title of the song and then we play it. Okay. Cool. Uh, but if you, if you want, if you want to do an intro for your shit, man, I'll let you. Oh, no, it's not that. I, no, 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 no. No, I just wanted uh, to talk about, yeah, like for anyone who hadn't heard it, just kind of like what I'm going for. Yeah, dude, we can, if you, you can, you want the floor, you can have the floor. I do not take offense. <laughs> I'm serious. I do not take offense. If you, if you want it, listen, motherfuckers, go, I will turn off my mic. It is no, muted. No, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't. I just, here's the thing. And, and Scotty sandwich makes fun of me for this because uh, I get real excited because I'm not a jaded punk rocker like you guys like I, I i i took a long ass break and like i'm back with like a brand new energy um and so so uh anyway with all that I, all i was gonna say is like you know i i, I kind of approach it like as a, more of a comedy writer than like as i'm not i, I was thinking about it today like i was listening to the um to wiggle by screeching weasel um mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is 
an album that I kind of like slept on in the nineties. Uh, Cause it just kind of came in between like the two other ones I really like. And uh, I was listening to it and just thinking like, what the hell am I even doing? Like trying to make like so-called like pop punk uh, that like the best shit has already been written. Um, but I think to answer my own question, it's like, I'm, uh, I'm trying to like present comedy in a way or like, I mean, I think in La Cosa Nova, I had some more serious songs because I was kind of working through some personal shit in it. But um, I really look up to like uh, the Vandals and uh, Sloppy Seconds and like bands like that who can just have really like funny perspectives in their songs and like almost like write as characters. Um, so I don't know. I just wanted to say that that. I'm trying to do something. <laughs> I'm not trying to be better than Ben Weasel or Joe Joe Queer. I'm 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 trying to be like really authentic to myself, which is I'm a I'm a really angsty guy with a pretty good sense of humor and uh and punk rock uh for the second time now has uh has really shaped my life for the better. Awesome. It has for a lot of us, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, you, you guys listening, definitely go check out this band. They're fucking great. Worthington's lot. <laughs> Thank you. I will Venmo you for saying that. <laughs> okay, well, remember, that the, <laughs> remember the agreed upon price. <laughs> $22. That's what we call a callback. <laughs> Improv. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this was this was fun. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Yeah, no, thanks guys. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks for letting me invite myself on, Nick. Um, uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed talking to you guys. No, you you know I was going to ask you anyways. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I know. Um, yeah, no, I appreciate it. And, and, and yeah, thanks again for, for welcoming, uh, welcoming me into this community and, uh, into your bubble. And, um, I look forward to making and listening to, to more punk with y'all. Can't wait to hear awesome. you. I'm coming out too. And, um, yeah, definitely. And, yeah. uh, share with, share with everybody where they can find your stuff. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you, can do, you can do that way better. I'm sorry. That was, that, that was, that was not okay. <laughs> well that's, that's not, why that's you not, that's why that's you that's how, why you that's handle not, the you handle the intro and outro i just fell in the middle i do it that was that was sad like <laughs> you should apologize you should hey, apologize hey, hey, hey. nick you gotta tell nick you're sorry for that because that that was just you know what scott fuck you i'll do it hey <laughs> yes <laughs> Now we're even for like the really awkward way that I asked if I could describe myself and then <laughs> and then proceeded to do so. <laughs> Listen, we can't go that without arguing. Um, Pastor John was the only exception because we were on our best behavior. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I heard, I, I heard some f bombs dropped in that one. Oh yeah, we, we yeah. got permission. <laughs> I literally yeah. asked beforehand, yeah, so I want to make asked. sure it didn't offend anybody. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, in all seriousness, thank you so much for joining us. And um, will you take this time to tell the listeners what you got going on, uh, what's <laughs> coming next for Warrington's Law, and uh, we'll give you the four minutes all yours. Thank you. Uh, so you can find me on social media at Funny Punk Band. 
Um, I'd grab that handle <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and I try to live up to it. Um, you can judge for yourself by going to worthingtonslaw.bandcamp.com or to uh, Spotify or Apple or any of those and looking for Worthington's Law. Uh, La Cosa Nova is our latest EP, but our CD that we have on Wellsville is called It Came From the Cul-de-Sac. And uh, we're really excited about it. I bought a CD player just so I could listen to it. Um, it's got two, our first two EPs, the one that's really good and the one that I described as a vanity project. So I hope you buy that. Um, plus the uh, three new songs we did just for the, just for the CD. Um, so it's yeah. And you can, you can find that at wellsvillerecords.bandcamp.com. Yeah. So there's 14 tracks on that in total. Um, and that's about it. Look for my Christmas song. I don't think I'm going to make another one this year, but I do have a Halloween song uh called grim freaking reapers that's gonna come out uh probably in like september or october we just did that one this weekend um so that's gonna be awesome. really cool awesome thanks again for uh joining us it was a lot of fun really appreciate it yeah sure. thanks dudes i really appreciate it thanks yeah, so it much was, it was great getting to know you and uh feel free to come back any invite yourself anytime you want <laughs> all right look dude i have i have plenty more to say i'm gonna i'm gonna one of my songs. This is part one of a six-part episode. <laughs> yeah. That was a mini-series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. to Gaga for Maga next time. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you again, man. You guys have a great rest of your week, and hopefully you have a good, smooth work week. Nick, you take care of yourself as well. And the listeners, we have a fear of ear holes. It's something different next week. Good night, guys. You guys have a great one. Peace. See ya. <laughs>